Hey guys, it's Scooter. I just want to thank everybody that bought a shirt. Thank you so much. We're going to be upgrading the equipment soon. The shirts should ship about uh, second or third week of July. I think they said a week or two. You should get your shirts a week or two after the cutoff date. So thank you for that. If you want to fight, fight, keep. If you missed a shirt and you want to know the next time they're on sale, the uh, best bet is to sign up for the newsletter or you know listen to the podcast would be one. Sign up for the newsletter. Sleep with me slash newsletter. Oh wait, hey, we got a phone call coming in here. Hold, hold on one second. Hi, dearest Scooter. This is Faye. Um, I have a question for you. Uh, hey, are you up all night tossing, turning, mind racing, trouble getting to sleep, trouble falling to sleep? Well, I hope, I believe you've come to the right place. This is Sleep With Me, the podcast that's here to put you to sleep. Oh, well, thank you so much, Faye. Thank you very much for your message. And if anybody else wants to leave a message, uh, you can reach us on our hotline, 3184-SLEEPY. That's 3184753379. Hey, you up all night tossing, turning, mind racing, trouble getting to sleep, trouble falling asleep. Well, welcome. This is Sleep With Me, the podcast that's here to put you to sleep. We do it with a bedtime story. This is for Tuesday's episode, by the way. All you need to do is get in bed, turn out the lights, we're going to press play. We're going to do the rest. And what are we going to do here? What I'm going to do is create a safe place. And as I just got a wonderful message from my buddy Lida out there, I'm going to extend my hands, you know, extend my hand and help you across the, the, the long, dark river that is the, the, the night or something. I don't know. I'll think of a better metaphor. But imagine we're crossing this river like some river on the other side is a good night's sleep and, and you know rivers creeks streams i love them but this one is it's it's nighttime it's a little more perilous crossing the stream and this is some sort of magical forest run so as you try to cross the stream as you know if you if you ever try to go to sleep as soon as you take one step towards sleep you hear some call in the woods but instead of being a cricket or a howler monkey or, you know, a, a, a raptor, 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 or, you know, some sort of coyote, or dogs at somebody's house, you know, some rich guy's house up on the top of the mountain there. You know, as soon as you lay down, you get all these little calls, you get a little babbling, but it's not the babbling of a brook, it's the babbling of, you know, some part of your brain. That's a little more irritable sometimes. Or you, you might pause in the middle and you say, Jesus, I don't should I cross the stream or should I think about going downstream or what's upstream? And I say, but I'm here in this situation. I say, hey, no, no, we're just going to cross the river. We're not going to look upstream. We're not going to look downstream. Once we're on, on the other side of the river, around our nice little campfire, you know, I've perfected the art of s'more beds. You know, I've talked about it before. It creates the experience of eating a s'more in a sleeping situation. Not comprehensible, but it, but it's true. So we, let's just get across the river. I'm going to be here. You're just going to listen to me. I'm going to tell a story tonight. And it's going to be another jumping around. There's like a little introspection tonight. A little history tonight. 
and then a little bit of a story. So you listen, it'll distract, the idea is it'll distract you from whatever's running through your brain. Metaphor-wise, it'll distract you from thinking what's downstream, what's upstream. You know, thinking, Jesus, did I leave the car? Was the car running when we got to the park before we started crossing the river? Uh, do you think I left the oven on? Was She said, did I leave my phone in the car? You know, all the yelling in the woods. They say, wait, is that my, is that my Nana yelling for me to come and uh, roll her over? So, I don't know. I'm going to distract you from all this voice. I'm going to try to take a lulling, soothing tone. I'm going to try to take a couple pointless meanders. I don't know. This is another episode. It's like uh, outside. Outside of we're going to deviate from the standards of uh, normal bedtime behavior. See, Jesus is like a guided meditation, a little bit like ASMR. Some people get that response. Hypnosis, well, his voice, it's hypnotically boring. I don't know if that's an actual, technically not hypnosis. Uh, but but in some sense better because I don't gotta worry you know I don't gotta worry about waking up and wondering did I was did I pretend I was a chicken last night was I did scooter hypnotize me and make me bark like a chicken and I'd say you know don't do chickens don't bark let's just get across the stream I got a bed of s'mores up here not sticky not melty you know not you said geez I don't know if I, graham crackers aren't the best for sleeping. Well, you know, I'm a mad scientist on the side, so I'll tell you, I got the scent of graham crackers, the essence of graham crackers, without the crunch or the itch. You might say, yeah, those are a little dry. I got that. I get the pillowy, you know, you say, geez, if a marshmallow, if I could tweak it, I tweaked it. I said, I tweak, I take, I took a marshmallow, we did some hybrids, some cross-pollination, you know, radi- irradiated it. I took some DNA from outer space. Boom. That's the, the marshmallow. Chocolate. I took the best parts of dark chocolate, milk chocolate, chocolate milk. I also broke into the Yoo-Hoo factory. Took some, you know, Yoo-Hoo, you know, uh, I don't even know. They said, you know, concentrated Yoo-Hoo, do not remove. I removed that from the Yoo-Hoo factory. You know, and then I did some secret stuff. Secret, you know, with the Tesla Tesla coils were involved. My hair was fully extended. I had on a lab coat. You know, stuck some wires together, laughed like a lunatic. And that's the bed that's waiting for us. We're, we're already at the riverside here, the creek side and the stream side. You know, that was the after effect of the radiation. But, you know, it was a short half-life, so... Life, you know, my life was halved. All the squirrels around us, their lives were halved. But you, you know, now it's gone, so you don't gotta worry. So yeah, you're just gonna curl up in this, you know, s'more bed. You know, would you like a s'more bed, s'more sleep? I'm here to give you s'more sleep, for real. So that's what we do here. If you're your first time here, welcome. As I said, you say, geez, we, we, what, what, you might already be like, what's happening? And I'd say, well, just go to sleep. Don't don't overthink it. As I may have stated in the past, or maybe not, sleeping's not the time for grasping at anything. No need to grasp at meaning. No need to grasp at straws. 
No need to grasp at themes or other stuff that, you know, intellectual. Like any thought experiments, I start, you know, that you just listen to them. I say, geez, well, it took out, you know, to reduce the uh, life expectancy of the squirrels of this imaginary forest, but you'll be fine. And also increase their intelligence. And they, and also they don't know they're imaginary. So what a wonderful life they have, maybe. So that's what we do. I'm glad you're here, and I hope I help you fall asleep. Oh wait, but hey guys, before we get to the sleeper summer hotlines lighting up, before we get to the the housekeeping, I had a call coming in here. It looks like it's from Virginia. Bob, can you connect me to the call? Okay, Scooter. That's Bob. He's an imaginary phone phone operator. All right, thanks, Bob. This is Libby from Alexandria, Virginia. So I've had this ukulele for a few years. It was just like $30 that I bought off the Internet, super cheap, and I've been super bad about actually practicing it consistently, even though I love music and I'm super happy when I'm actually playing it. So my goal for the summer is to try to get better about practicing, practice every day, and by the end of the summer hopefully have a bunch of songs that I can both play and sing to bring entertainment to the masses. Uh, yeah, that's it. Thanks. Bye. And thank you so much, Libby. And uh, my brother plays, one of my brothers plays the ukulele. And another brother is procrastinating playing the ukulele, Ted. So maybe you could take some some, uh, some uh, inspiration from Libby, too. Or maybe you've been practicing and you're going to prove me wrong. Either way. All right, thank you guys so much. All right, Bob, bring us back to the regular scheduled uh, housekeeping. All right, Scooter. All right, test, test, test. All right, housekeeping. We're on the web at www.sleepwithmepodcast.com. You can find us on iTunes. Just go to sleepwithmepodcast.com slash iTunes or over on iTunes. We're on all the other podcatchers, you know, whatever whatever you, you, you prefer to use. Uh, if you want to reach us, you can comment on the website. You can email me, feedback at sleepwithmepodcast.com. You can get on me on Twitter, at Dearest Scooter, or on Facebook, uh, Sleep With Me Podcast. I post the bloopers on those two websites. We've got a Facebook group. I want to thank our moderators, Alexandra and Laura. That's over on Facebook. Sleepwithmepodcast.com slash nods is where it is. And that's a little private Facebook group you, you've heard, you might have heard, uh, but, you know. I want to thank everyone that bought a shirt. It's, uh, they say, Jesus, it's Tuesday. It's Monday right now when I'm recording this, but Tuesday, this will come out, I think. This is for Tuesday. I don't know. I'm a little mixed up. Uh, but uh, I'm a little mixed up. Let me, let me just say, I'm a little distracted just because uh, my mom's surgery did not go to plan. And I appreciate everyone's support. And so I'm a little little off, um, but uh, I appreciate everyone's support. She she's she's healthy. It was it was a non-invasive or as non-invasive as it can go. So if you just keep her in your thoughts, we'll see what the next thing is. But we're facing a little bit of uncertainty, just like everyone faces at, at those times of night. So mom, if you're listening, of course I'm thinking of you. All you guys that have offered your support, thank you. And the best way you can support me is by supporting each other. I mean, you guys already do a lot to support me or support someone you know. Uh, but it's just an uncertain time. So it's like one of those things where we say, well, we got to wait to see what the next doctor says. 
And I think this is a thing that, that we can apply to the podcast and say, geez, well, you know, it's, this is, a, you know, not a great time, but we can all say, well, we still got to get some sleep. So please, you know, please all these, you know, let's try to stay in this present moment. Because I know a lot of you got uncertainty either about your health or there's people like me who got uncertainty about what she said, you know, I've been, I've gone into many, am I going to get depressed again? I don't know, you know. So thank you. And, and uh, yeah, I don't know what else to say, but it's, sorry, I was just distracted there. But I want to say thanks for the support with the shirts. I don't know why the shirts made me think of my mom. I was probably, but, but thank you for purchasing the shirts. I want to thank Scotty and Jennifer for their help with the shirts. I really appreciate that. They're all, well, so, so much help I get from them. I get help from Chris Posty Posterson on the music. I want to thank the Silvertone and Yante for contributing to this week's show using the Twitter hashtag pound the Silvertone or hashtag the Silvertone. I want to thank uh, Libby and Faye for, for leaving their voicemails. Uh, I want to thank Laura and Miriam for their comments on the website. All the, there's other voicemails pouring in, so they'll be dripping out. Thank you for that. Uh, Katie B over on Facebook, Taz, Ta- Tam, Tamson over on Facebook, Louisa and Bernadette on Facebook, Hypershark recommending the podcast over on Twitter, Eli, Emily, and Babs you know, keep keeping me honest on Twitter or keeping me, you know, interacted. Uh, so this is short housekeeping, you know, because uh, I feel vulnerable now. And, you know, I'm going to be, this Tuesday, I'm going to go on a little mini road trip to to say, I'm going on a little uh, mini road trip, so, uh, you know, I'll be back at the end of the weekend, July 10th or something, but the show, show will go on. All right, thank you guys for your support, and let's get on to the show. Hey, everybody, it's a trending uh, Twitter Tuesday. It's actually Friday, July 3rd that I'm recording this around uh, after work p.m. It's almost 6, and I'm hopping right on the mic here. And uh, I said, geez, maybe I should do something different because something's come up in the last, I don't know when it started, and I didn't, it just kind of appeared was my Nana. And I wanted, I said, geez, I've never had a person. I said, well, I have Ray on, I have Bernie on, I've had Tom and on, I've had a few, the Gregor on, oh boy. And, uh, but it, and, and Bernie kind of came on, nature talks back to say, hey, here we are from nature. This is nature's side of the story. So I said, well, maybe I should have my Nana on. Ellie like kind of set the record straight, give her Nana's side of the story, and explore things. So I said, I invited her on. She's sitting here. She, she's got her arms and her legs crossed. And she said, Nana, do, do, do you want to say anything? Do you want to just say hello to the the audience? You know, I didn't bring You're acting like I brought you in here by force. Oh, no, no. Okay, so Nana doesn't want to talk right now. Uh, and I said, geez, the podcast doesn't really work. You you know, I say, when I like to do the podcast, I like to just think of one person that I'm talking to. 
And I don't think it would be helps you guys if I said, geez, I'm talking, you know, just talking to my Nana. And they said, well, geez, Nana, I don't really want to talk about you behind my back to the audience. But luckily, your, 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 your side is here, your profile. And you were very crossed. I said, geez, the, was the crooked man married to the cross-armed, cross-legged woman? Nana, come on, I could tell you almost smiled there. But I said, you know, to the, this, I'm speaking to the audience. Like, okay, Nana, why can't you speak to me? I'm right here. You, you can't talk to me? You, you, so, so audience. So I figure the thing about Nana, now this is probably going to disturb Nana a bit. Like, I've never, I don't have a Nana. Okay, so far so good. I think I saw her twitch. And maybe her arms are crossed a little bit tighter. But I'm coming clean with you. I guess it's not coming clean. You're coming clean in some sense. Coming crazy would be the real sense. Is Nana's a construct in my mind, but but a based... Okay, Nana, what's, why are you holding your hand to your lip? Oh, nothing. It's nothing. It's nothing at all. Okay. Nana's a little bit upset to be a construct of my mind, but she didn't hear... Everything I had to say, because, uh, no, you know, no offense, Nana, you're not much in the listening department. No, it's fine. It's fine. Just go ahead and talk about me to the people of the world, though. And I'll just sit here and insult me. <laughs> okay. But, but Nana's based, when they say construct, I don't really know what that means in a technical or a formal sense. But what I mean when I say it is that... Nana's got some strong influences from my, my grandma from my dad's side. Okay, she, 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 she. Nana, you, you want a tissue or something? I brought. I have. I don't have tissues. I got this roll of toilet paper. It's, it's real good stuff. See, it's got these. Yeah, it's it's great for. It's better than tissues, except it doesn't have the aloe. Oh, well, I've, I have. A, I have. A, you don't have any handkerchiefs. No, but hey, this toilet paper's real good. I mean, it leaves, it's going to leave some, um, I don't know what the technical term for it is, toilet paper powder, I would call it, on your face. Well, on my face, because my face is so scratchy. And before you say it, Nana, yes, I was going to get my hair cut today and shave, but I did not. Why, why do you have to do that? You said you would get your hair cut once a month. June came and went. No, I got it. I think I got it cut at the beginning of June. No, you're right, Nana. And you said you'd shave after you got your hair cut and you did. Well, it's good. Okay. I went to the, get my hair cut, just, just, re, just minutes ago, and it was full. It was, uh, there was at least four people waiting, two, two people getting their hair cuts, and on top of that, the guy, my number one guy there, he, he wasn't there. And there was a guy I never seen before. And then the boss, the number two guy, you know, I said, well, I'll try to come back later. And then I don't like to shave until after I get my hair cut. Otherwise, at this point, my hair, my beard, or, you know, do they go together? They don't go together at all. It's like you have the straight hair and then the curly hair. You look, you look ridiculous. I prefer that I look like a, a you know, a scientist. Or, uh, you know, a, uh, a tech billionaire. You know, kind of like, uh, 
I'm the quiet, who's that guy, Serge, Serge, uh, not Serge Brin, the other guy, you know, not Sergey, uh, you know, or if uh, Elon Musk had a partner, quiet, you know, I'd be the unflashy, you'd have Musky and, and Scooty. So I'd be the one, yeah, with the, the strange beard and the strange hair standing up. But you, you need one of those things. I know, Nana. So anyway, Nana, I wanted to take you on here. And give you, I figured we'd do some segments, and I didn't think this segment would heat up so much time of trying. But now you're talking. Are you feeling more comfortable? Do you want to come over here by the mic? It would be better. Maybe. I have no idea what you're going to. Go ahead, Nana. I'm sure you dream. Oh, hello, hello. Oh, well, you want me to talk on the microphone now? You want you want me to talk on the microphone and, and entertain your hello audience? So, so that's Nana. And what I say, Nana, is you know you 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 take a big influence from Grandma A, Grandma Ackerman, who's no longer with us. So I don't know if that violates any terms of uh, respect. But I figured I'd do bail. I figured we'd do a couple segments. What do you, what do you think about this, Nana? We could either put 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 a little bit of what I know about you, which isn't that much, if we're just talking about you, you, you as Grandma A, you know that portion, of, which seems like the major. Would you agree with me, Nana? That the major part of you is from Grandma. What I know about Grandma Ackerman. Well, I'm mean, I much many more things than that, but. But, but, yeah, I, I would say so. Okay, so I figure, like I said, I don't know a lot about you. Maybe this will rekindle me and my dad talking more about some facts about you. Because, you know, like you, Nana, I'm not the best listener. And our family tradition is kind of not to talk about it, make up stories or tell stories. And just remember the the, the flashier stories, but not the facts. But I said, geez, I know one traumatic event in your life, maybe, that we could talk about. And then I could tell a traumatic story that I have, you know, in, in you know, just like this is a political program. We're running against each other for control of my life and hopefully a campaign of future sanity and whatever they call it when you live a full life. I think they call it a, like maybe I could have a shot at a flourishing existence, Nana if I can win this election for control of my life. I mean, unfortunately, you're not the only person I'm running against. It's like a full slate, and you only need 1% of the vote. To, I need, But anyway, Nana, I figured just like we were on a, a political show, we could talk a little bit about maybe some trauma in your life, and then say, geez, the echoes came in, and then, you know, the one story, not that bad a story, more hilariously crazy, and then maybe you could tell a story like about when you were, you know, like a trending Tuesday story, trending Twitter Tuesday. What, uh, what do you think, Nana? Okay, Nana. So you're you're not saying your your back crossed up. Uh, so, so let me just I'll put out some facts about you. There's very few little I know about you. I didn't know you too well, Nana. Uh, well, I guess it's weird to call. But anyway, Nana, Grandma's probably too emotionally close. And I said, geez, I just discovered this Nana in my brain. I don't know how long ago it was. 
And I was like, well, this isn't my harsh and so this is some voice in my head. And maybe we were sitting in the background for a long time. Chat, 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 or away, but now I can hear you a little bit better. And I just want you to know a couple things, Nana, before we get started. One, I don't know what the hell I'm doing. So, but luckily, you know, you know, clearly if I'm talking to you, that's proof, proof anyway. And I said, gee, maybe this is some kind of paradox that I've caught myself in. But I can't be 100% sure of my motivations or my intentions, Nana. So probably part of it is like a cry for attention or help. So I'll put that out there right away. Did you have anything? Well, you're always doing that thing. Why are you? Oh, look at me. Look at me. Okay. Yeah. And, but that you should know you're not supposed to get attention. It's not a good idea. I clear. Yeah, I know. I I agree with you. You know, I, I understand, Nana. I was going to say, but I think some of my motivation is Jesus can't be a bad guy. Well, they said if you if you have some powers, some demigod powers, you could take, you know. But I said, this isn't 100% you. But I said, maybe this will be helpful. I said, for some reason your voice is popping in my head when I'm doing the podcast lately. It's not exactly... You know, if I brought in a consultant for an efficiency consultant, I'd have a feeling, you know, he or she, they'd be like, well, we're going, you know, they would find a lot of inefficiencies, I think. But, you know, I'm trying to be more. But they say, well, this is a nana woman. We see she's on the payroll. And I said, what, what pay? I'm sorry, consultant. You're the only one getting paid at all. Well, you know, your imaginary payroll. Okay, go 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 ahead. Keep going. You're just trying to give me stuff to cons- pay, pay. You know, to. Oh no, no! Please don't talk about our consultant fees. That's in our non-discussion agreement. Okay. Anyway, well, you need to lose this Nana. Uh, she seems to be. Uh, you know, she she hurts her. Oh wait, then you're a ratings consultant too. Podcasts don't have ratings. Well, I guess we do. We have listeners. They say, you're saying ditch the Nana. That's what you're saying. If you were a better consultant, you just say that. Oh, that's what that other consultant behind you is for. Anyway, I got enough brain activity. I don't need any more constructs right now. Thank you, consultants. Who who were those people just now? Uh, those They were uh, consultants, Nana. Well, why would you pay them to come and tell you that people... You know, I, I know I'm stressed. I know but I, that's my job to protect you. Okay, so I lost my train of thought. So I know, but I said, Jesus, Nana, you're as real as, as, as a lot of other stuff in my life. <laughs> uh, so I, I figured Jesus can't be a bad thing. You say, Jesus, let's get to know. Well, maybe we could understand this thing. Why did your voice come up recently? In the, or, or have you been around the whole time? I just haven't been listening. And you know, we say, "Geez, what if what if we if we explore this? It might make a good episode." I guess that's what I'm saying, Nana. Maybe it'll be helpful for you or me, or somebody who says, "Geez, I got a, I don't have a Nana. I got a Nona in my head, and oh boy, it's a, you know, or a new new." And I would say, geez, I've never heard anyone call, what's a new, is that a grandparent? 
or a pet or an imaginary. I said, yeah, that'd be a good name for an imaginary friend, Nunu, if they were in, from not Earth. Nana, did you ever have an imaginary? You want to talk about that during your... Nunu, can we come back to that, Nana, for your story? Well, I thought you brought me in here to tell my own story, so why? why? Okay. So anyway, Nana, one thing I know about you, and this, you know, is that you were, you were an orphan, and I don't know any, any other details than that. And I think this is what I know, and then my dad will either listen or I'll have him listen, so maybe he could fill in some of the details. And again, this probably shows more faults with me and my listening and my own interest in my heritage and those things. But I know you're an orphan. And for the longest time, Nana, that was all I knew about you. And that your sister, your older sister adopted you and your siblings. And to be honest, I don't know how many siblings you had. And I'm sorry about that. But, uh... And your, your, so your sister got married when she she was old enough to, like, 18, and then her and her husband adopted you all or took you in. And then at some point you married Grandpa, and you guys lived in Parkchester in the Bronx. And then you lived in New Jersey. Now, for the longest time, I know, I said, geez, I think your, your last name's Irish. But I said, geez, was Nana... He said, I don't understand what she was an orphan from. I knew you were an orphan. And this was the, within the last four years, I didn't know. And then I was doing the dates, and I said, Jesus, is, 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 is there some sort of hidden culture? Like, oh, your grandma's Irish. Was that some sort of cover-up? Or were you really why is Why was grandma? And grandpa was a orphan, too. Now, I don't think you guys met in the orphanage. I don't know. Uh, again... We'll have to learn more about it. Are you, are you okay with me moving forward with this, Nana? I suppose. Yeah, I'm trying to, so, and I know you can't answer it because, unfortunately, you're just, you're a part of me as Michael Jackson. Isn't it? Did he have that song? Do you ever listen to Nan, Michael Jackson at all, Nana? You're just another part of me. Wow. Nana, did you just hit some, did you just hit some notes? You're just another part of me. Holy shit, Nana's gone. What are you? Are you a smooth criminal, Nana? Oh, don't say. Just don't. Don't embarrass me, okay? I got caught up. Okay, so I know you lived in the Bronx. Now, just just let me put this out to there that audience, Nana. You know, Ray has nothing to do with you or Grandpa. You know, he is definitely not related to me. Because his gene pool is like, uh, has the most, me- whatever the genomes are, that, you know, in the chromosomes that cause quality mental health. You know, unfortunately, those aren't in our gene pool, really, right, Nana? Well, why, why are you ashamed of your gene pool? No, I'm not ashamed of it. Okay, so you, this is, these are the facts I know. And I don't, so Grandpa was also an orphan, but I don't know if that was the connection that brought you guys together. I think it was probably a dance or something, maybe, but I don't know. But that's not what we're talking about. But for the longest time, I didn't know why you were an orphan. And I was always curious about it, and I made up different stories, but then they said the dates didn't line up, whether, you know, you fled Europe or, but you know, 
you know, you were you you were Eastern European Jew and you fled Europe, or you were really Irish, and you fled some potato famine. But again, my history is terrible, and my listening is terrible. But then finally, a few years ago, I said, Dad, I said to Grandpa, you're, well, I guess he's not, your son, let's just say that. I said, can you tell me more about Grandma and Grandpa? And and, he, and I don't say we got a lot of detail, but I know you lost your parents in the Spanish flu. And he said, Jesus, you've got to be incredibly tough. And they were young. And I didn't even know what the Spanish flu was. So I thought it would be fair to maybe talk about the Spanish flu a little bit um, and say, Jesus, let's just go. It's a, it's a, is it okay that we don't? We can just say that that must have been an incredibly traumatic time, incredibly traumatic experience. And then that, that, that day and age was an incredibly trying time. But then we'll do, but instead of wallowing in the trauma, we could talk about your trauma if you want. Or, or I could just read some articles about the Spanish flu if that's okay. What do you think, Nana? Oh, that's fine. Now, if this takes a long time, you're not going to tell the story, are you? Well, how about this? We'll keep an eye on the time. And either you could, if we, if we, if we go, if we start getting over time, you, you could tell your story or I could, you could come back or I could tell my story. You're going to tell the story with the tennis balls, aren't you? Yeah, yeah, that's the story I'm going to tell, Nana. It's burned in my brain for the rest of my life. What's it's now? Okay, it's not, it doesn't reflect badly on you. And I'll tell it in the most calming, soothing voice. But let's talk about the Spanish flu. How's that sound, Nana? Well, let's put put you in context a little bit so I can start to understand it better. And say, geez, you, you, you're not in a black and white world. You... You were a human being with your own experiences before you were, you know, symptom of my mental illness or my, you know, mental coping, whatever. Like I said, Nan, I don't know what I'm talking about. But at some point, you were a human, blood and flesh human being living a spectrum, a rainbow spectrum of existence, and you didn't have an easy life. And I think it's fact. I say, Jesus, the Spanish flu. I didn't know anything about it, and the name's deceptive. So, look, is it all right if we read a little bit about the Spanish flu? Well, that's that sounds. I I would love to hear some facts about it. Okay, and then maybe another time. We talked about Parkchester on another episode, but one day, we could explore more of you. You know, depending on the audience reaction. Okay? That's fine. Okay, so, Nan, I'm going to read this article. It's actually in Time Magazine, and it's a recent article. It's about the Spanish flu. So if you're you're total germaphobe, you know, this might, you might want to skip this, but maybe probably you're already asleep. And G.I. Joe once said, uh, knowing is half the battle. But I think in world history, for those of you that are like me that didn't pay any attention, and I'm not being, you know, I, I said, Jesus was news to me, and I, 
but I think it's something that's also been in the news, and I'm reading that Station Eleven. It it, it doesn't talk about this, uh, but I think you'll find it interesting. And if if this isn't enough info, then we'll hop on over to uh, Wikipedia for more. Okay, so this article, Nana, is from the History Health section of Time. It's by Jennifer Latson. And I think on Twitter she's at Jennifer Latz, and it appeared just recently, March 11, 2015. And I'll be, I guess, quoting and paraphrasing from this article, but it's, you know, owned by time. What made the Spanish flu so deadly? Um, March 11, 1918, a soldier in Fort Riley, Kansas, reported the infirmary with what would become known as the Spanish flu. And it's now almost 100 years ago. And there's still some mystery surrounding the Spanish flu that epidemiologists face. Slate reported in 2009, scientists uh, sequenced the virus's RNA, uh, but they still don't know where the virus came from or how it was so staggeringly lethal. It, it, it caused the deaths of, uh, of 500,000 Americans and 50 million people worldwide. And, okay, Nan, I'm going to put my hand on your back while you're listening, because this might be, might be painful for you, I understand. And there's some great article or pictures here. And since it's time, you know, they might make some money off the advertising if you link and, and check out the pictures and reread the article. Uh, some re- researchers believe the story began on the morning of March 11th when the article came out in 1918 when that soldier reported. And there's a PBS documentary, I didn't know about this, Influenza 1918, that said that a, by, he had a fever. By noon, another hundred soldiers reported to the infirmary. When it, Within a week, it, it, that number had quintupled. And several soldiers uh, passed away before it, uh, the contagion ebbed, and they called. They said, "Oh, it's pneumonia." Now, uh, this time was when the soldiers were fanning out to fight World War One, according to the article. So the virus was able to make its way around the globe, you know, battlefields in Europe, remote parts of Russia and Greenland, spawning two more pandemic waves. Uh, that were more deadly than the first, which I don't know the first one. It became known as the Spanish flu because the Spanish news media was the first ones to report the epidemic, which had been hushed by wartime censors elsewhere in Europe. Uh, What made this flu different uh, than other flus was it had a higher fatality rate and plus, the normal flus cause casualties among the very young and the very old. But this was uh, deadly to young adults between 20 and 40. Um, probably like your parents, Nana. Uh, why was the Spanish flu so deadly, especially to young people, is what the scientists are still trying to understand. Uh, the same Time magazine reported in the wake of uh, reported this in the wake of the Hong Kong. 1997 avian flu outbreak. It was during this outbreak that a pathologist named Johan Hulten collected an intact frozen sample of Spanish flu virus. 
uh, in an Alaska town where 85% of the population had been felled by the flu in a single week. Uh, research on that sample showed one way that the Spanish flu worked was by overstimulating the immune system against its owner. Uh, so actually, the stronger your immune system, the bigger disadvantage you had. But it was more than that, uh, some scientists say, according to Time Magazine's article here. Understanding the full story of the Spanish flu, you know, could help uh, develop vaccines to protect us from the next flu out outbreak. And that's the end of that article. Nana, how are you doing so far? I'm going to do some Wikipedia because I didn't have everything I wanted. Are you all right? No, it's, it's an interesting thing to know. And I, I would rather just keep it interesting than think about it, you know. It's a far in the past. Oh, that's a good way to That's great. All right, so this is from Wikipedia. They call it the 1918 flu pandemic. It infected 500 million people around the world, including remote Pacific Islands in the Arctic. And killed up to 50 to 100 million people, 3 to 5% of the world's population, making it one of the deadliest national disasters. And it talks about, again, like uh, how it mostly struck people with a healthy immune system. And about the wartime sensors keeping a lid on it. But since Spain was neutral uh, during the war at this time, uh, they felt more afraid to report about it. Uh, hypotheses about the source, uh, British team uh, puts a, a, a hospital camp in France as the uh, center of the pandemic. Uh, a precursor was seen in birds and, and pigs. Earlier people blamed eastern countries, far eastern countries, uh, China, and then it got to the United States and Boston and then France. Uh, astrobiologists say it might have come to Earth by a meteorite and then infected birds or combined with the old virus. Uh, another historian says it originated in Kansas. Another person says it may have started in Austria. Uh, yet another person says maybe it was the Chinese laborers brought to Europe to work behind the line, British and French lines. Uh, the spread to close quarters and massive troop movements hasten the spread. Uh, you know, and a lot of increased ability to travel the world. In the U.S., it was first seen in Kansas in 1918. Uh, as we talked about, then it went from Haskell County. And it was reported at Fort Riley uh, by March of that year. This was in that was in January. By March, it had reached Queens, New York, Nana. Uh, by August, there was uh, strains in France, Freetown, Sierra Leone, Boston, Massachusetts. Uh, global mortality rate isn't known, but it's guesstimated that it's ten to twenty percent of those who are infected. About a third of the world's population caught this, which is wild. And it may have been one of the greatest you know, medical uh, things since it, it may be worse than, than uh, the Black Death. I don't know if that's the plague. Uh, it was all over the world in India, 
uh, in the British ruled districts in Japan, Dutch East Indies, that's Indonesia now, Tahiti, Samoa, uh, Native Americans in the Four Corners area, Alaska, Canada, Brazil, uh, Britain, France, West Africa, Ethiopia. Uh, but there was also a second wave uh, after the first. Uh, and that, that was like uh, after people had started to recover, that was what the second wave was what went through France, Sierra Leone, and the United States. Uh, the increased severity may have been attributed to World War One. In civilian life, they say natural selection favors a mild strain. Those who get ill stay home. Those mildly ill uh, continue with their lives, spreading the mild strain. But in the trenches in the war, uh, natural selection was reversed. Soldiers with a mild strain stayed where they were. Uh, while the iller people were sent on crowded trains to crowded hospitals. Uh, consequently, during modern pandemics, health officials pay attention when the virus reaches places with social upheaval. Uh, the fact that um, most of those who recovered from the first wave were immune now uh, shows that it was probably the same strain as the flu. Uh, this was most dramatically illustrated in Copenhagen, where it was much less lethal. Uh, devastated communities, and even in areas where the mortality was low, there were so many incapacitated that life was hampered. Some communities closed all stores or required customers to leave their orders outside. Uh, Hard-hit places were Pacific Island nations, New Zealand, Tonga, Fiji, Nuru, Western Samoa, American Samoa, yeah, but then this says uh, Western Samoa, maybe not America. Uh, in 2009, uh, somewhat Karen Starko uh, proposed that uh, aspirin poisoning also contributed uh, to the fatalities. Uh, she said there was a big spike in uh, October 1918 that uh, after the Surgeon General of the U.S. Army and the Journal of American Medical Association recommended a very large dosages of aspirin. Further, Starko suggests the wave of aspirin poisonings was due to the perfect storm of events. Oh, this is terrible. Uh, Bayer's aspirin patent had expired, so many companies rushed in to make a profit and increase the supply. And this happened to coincide with the flu pandemic. Uh, th this hypothesis is uh, may provide an expl explanation to the universally high uh, mortality rate. Oh, so maybe it wasn't true. Oh, but then they say, well, in India, there was still there wasn't Bayer aspirin. They say, well, there may have been inexpensive aspirin. And then we'll just finish up here with the end of the pandemic. After the second wave struck in 1918, new cases dropped abruptly. Well, almost nothing after the peak of the second wave in Philadelphia. 
about 5,000 people passed away in the week ending October 16th, but by November 11th, it had disappeared from the city. Uh, one explanation for the rapid decline of the disease is that doctors got better at preventing and treating the pneumonia uh, that developed after the victims con contracted the virus, though John Barry states in his books, his book, that uh, researchers found no evidence to support this. Uh, another theory says that the virus ext extremely mutated extremely rapidly into a lethal strain, and this is common with influenza. Uh, there's a tendency for pathogenic viruses to become less lethal with time, you know, so for survival, so it can survive with its hosts. So, so that's a little bit about that pandemic. Okay, Nana. So, Nana, how you? You know, I I only wanted to tell that. You know, I'd I'd read about it before after my dad had told me about it, but I wanted to. I don't know, said, geez, maybe we'll all learn something. And I just wanted I don't know, does that help you make, make you feel more real, rest less real? Do you want to just move? Can, can we just move on? Are you going to criticize me now? No, Nan, I'm not going to criticize you. Well, why don't you tell a story? You were just going to talk about your imaginary friend. Uh, do you want to come on the mic and tell a story? Oh, okay. Okay, this is a Nana. Hello. Oh, this sounds much... I sound okay. Well, this is Nana. I, you know, I, I, I don't, you know, I don't desire uh, to be, uh, you know, wet blanket or some such thing, you know. Okay, Nana, this is... You, you could just talk about whatever you want. Oh, okay. Well, I did... You know, you mentioned Nunu, and that was an imaginary friend of mine. I think that's why it came into your brain. Because no one calls their grandmother Nunu. And maybe a little baby or some such thing. But, uh, yes, I had an imaginary friend named Nunu. But believe it or not, the strangest thing that come is that, uh... I can't promise this story's gonna be... You know, I, I only know one way. But, uh... Uh, Nunu had come to see me when I was a little bit down, and Nunu came on a meteorite, which is like, so you had mentioned meteorites. And Nunu was from another world, and Nunu was neither a boy nor a girl, which at the time, when people, when the people found out about it, they said, you can't believe, you cannot, is you, they, they brought me to this doctor, and he said to me, okay, tell me more about this Nunu you talked to. I said, uh, Nunu is my friend. And the doctor said, well, okay, it's very normal for little girls and little boys to have an imaginary friend. And they said, uh, now you understand your friend is imaginary. I said, excuse me, uh... Uh, what what type of doctor are you with? Hey, where's your thing? Aren't you going to hit my knee? And he said, "My my, you're a you're a feisty little girl." And I said, and then he said, "Well, tell me more. I heard this Nunu is neither a boy nor a girl." And I said, "Well, if it, if if it's imaginary, then it's none of your business, doctor. Whether he he is a she or she is a he or both or neither." Uh, but at the time, they couldn't understand how, how how someone would be thinking of these things. And, 
you know, I've learned to repress many things, but I think as a group of my my people of my age I was living in, we had to repress many things. And then, but then I I just learned to say, well, Nunu's not from Earth, so don't worry. I I you know, and then they would let it. I said, you know, I learned to just say, Nunu's not from Earth. Nunu's my imaginary friend, not a not a human being. And they would say, oh, then they that then I I would draw silly pictures. That's not what Nunu looked like, by the way. What I drew, but uh, but. You know, it, it got them to leave me alone, and that's all I wanted to do, was just spend my time with my friend Nunu. Now, I did have other friends in such place, but but it's nice to have a friend, you know, to, to spend time with. You know, that understands, and they say, you know, Nunu and I were close. You're lucky to have your Nana here as an imaginary friend, you know, so I can keep you safe and say, oh, no, just stay home. And I'm just, you know, teaching you some of the lessons Nunu taught me, you know, about the world. And uh, so maybe I could teach this to some of your your audience in a story that Nunu taught me. Uh, because the 4th of July is coming up. And, and Nunu used to tell me, he, Nunu would go through the 4th of July, Nunu's 4th of July playlist. And I, no, no, no. Yeah, Nunu's from the future. Nunu know all about these things you have with the music making and the noise making. But this was a different playlist. And uh, Nunu would say, you know, 4th of July, fireworks, who needs them? And I think Nunu was, uh, there was uh, the reason Nunu left his, uh, her, his, hers. I like to say, I would say, when they'd say, well, how would you refer to Nunu? I'd say, his, hers, his, hers. Or hers. So do you understand it? Is that Nunu? It's his hers. But it's easier for me to just say Nunu. But Nunu's planet, you know, it was a lot of fireworks and not the good kind. So Nunu, Fourth of July playlist, said play, play in a closet somewhere quiet, you know, and we would find a nice quiet closet. And Nunu would tell me how to be tough. And sometimes Nunu would say, we'd, we'd play, play a little game like toughen up a cartoon. And I'd say, mighty rat. And Nunu would say, good job. And I'd say, sergeant dog instead of deputy dog. And they'd say, pogo. And I'd say, uh, uh, they say, I don't know, Nunu. I'd say, Nunu, you're pretty tough. How, how did you get so, and Nunu always wore a helmet. Which was another thing, you people, it's too bad Nunu wasn't president or some such thing. Because Nunu said, well, the the sun is radiating you. And that's why I said, why go outside? I used to always tell your father and then you. I'd say, don't play outside. The sun's radiating you. And and now look who it turns out is right. And I'd say, wear a hat, wear, wear a coat. Well, wear, you know, now they have the sunscreen, but, you know, that's no good. Don't wear the sunscreen, just stay inside. And some people would say, oh, when I would say, I'm not going to the parade. The parade is nothing but trouble. They'd say, you're so defiant. Where does all this defiance come from? And I would say, as Nunu commands, I do. But I learned quickly to keep, you know, just like Nunu's gender. 
And they and even then later they'd say, well, is it multi-gender or no gender? Maybe this will help us figure you out with your defiance. So I learned to just keep those things to myself. I wouldn't say as Nunu commands or I would say, well, I'm, I'm a little ill. I cannot go to the parade. My ankle and my wrist and I have a headache and I just need to sit down. I'm so tired. I'm always tired. Now, meanwhile, I was not tired. When they went to the parade, I would immediately, you know, I would say, okay, no, no, tell me more about this future that's coming. And would you believe that Yoda that you like? Do, do you like Yoda? No, not really, Nana. I mean, Yoda's not bad, but I, I think not as a main character. I mean, I don't know. There's not a right way to... I mean, yes, some, sometimes. Well, one day... But uh, Nunu told me, he said, you, 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 Nunu said, one day Yoda will sell, Yoda sells out one day, be prepared. And I said, I'm not planning on being around for this Yoda nonsense. And I said, who's this Yoda? And, and Nunu said, someone that didn't wear a helmet and spent too much time in the sun. And I said, well, how does Yoda sell out? No, no, what, what, what do you consider? What would disappoint you? Because I never want to disappoint you, no, no. And Nunu told me this long story. He said, once upon a time, there was a puppet named Yoda, who was a wonderful, wonderful puppet, loved by so many in, you know, in films of the movie, of the movie sort, educating and teaching a young man how to become a young man and then become, you know, to face his fears in some sense like a mentor and a teacher and also, but not just, you know, nowadays your people, your young people, they've taken this mentorship and they said, oh, yeah, be be your mentor. It's $4,000. There's no such thing as a paid mentor. And Yoda never, Yoda the puppet, he, Yoda, he never asked for pay. As a matter of fact, he just, you know, lived on his own. I think he was in hiding. I don't know, because he was just a nice puppet. And he taught this young man, but it wasn't just about mental, like, here's your career. Go and do it, make a bunch of money. No, no, no. It was living a life integrated with your spiritual beliefs. And helping other people, but going, you know, beyond, I don't know, I, I don't, but he, he was a nice puppet, that was my main point, that uh, Nunu was teaching me. And But I already knew that one day Yoda would disappoint me, since Nunu had already told me that was going to happen, so I said, uh, well, how should I prepare for, for Yoda to crush him? How is this puppet going to let me down, Nunu? And uh, Nunu said, well, one day, in the now deep in Yoda's mind, there was another Yoda. A, a, a Yoda that had dreams of being more than a puppet. Uh, of, of, of actually going back in time many years to being younger. Though still exposed to too much solar radiation. And this puppet dreamed of, because of, a puppet, you know, I, I don't want to let you, little Andy, disappointing. But, you know, puppets got to have hands or strings, you know, like Pinocchio. I got no strings uh, to hold me now. You're not a puppet anymore, Pinocchio. That's why you're a boy. Good luck with that. You've got some road trials ahead of you. 
But Yoda had decided, he said, well, I'm, I'm a puppet. I, 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 I don't want to be, you know, I don't want a hand uh, to hold me. Or I don't want to be a, a, peri, Perio, a marionette or what such thing. And even Yoda said, God forbid someone's inside me walking around. A, a hand is enough. I think that's what Yoda said. Or some metal things that are uncomfortable, but I think Yoda did have to adjust to that as after time. But Nunu said that somewhere in the back of Yoda's mind, it was a voice saying, well, you're more than just a puppet. Don't you want to be young, Yoda? Don't you want to flip in the air? And, oh, and then think about, oh, our loss of the wonderful Christopher Lee. But, uh, you know, wouldn't you want to flip around to him and poke him with a, yeah, a light, lightsaber? And don't you want to do that, Yoda? Why don't you not be a puppet anymore? Be something more. And then, the, you know, the, the part of Yoda's mind, it, it drifted him in it. Because then Yoda, for a while, Yoda was a little bit angry because they put him in a closet. Uh, the man that Yoda had come to love had passed away. And that was very sad for Yoda and hard for Yoda to accept and incredibly painful for Yoda, traumatizing, and Yoda would not know. You know, Yoda didn't have a Nunu like I did, I don't believe, to to keep him safe and say, always be on the lookout, always be watching. Like I say to you, you're lucky I had Nunu, you have Nana. Nana. N Nana, what? I, why, why are you interrupting me? But then one day, Nunu told me that there was a, a dry thunderstorm. A storm uh, surrounded the place where they kept him, and they, and they had forgotten about Yoda. And they said, "Well, we're going to auction you off for a bunch of money. We'll give a little percentage to charity, but you know, we need to settle this." Uh, but Yoda, in the back of his mind, and 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 then the thunderstorm came. And then Yoda used it to say to the man, I don't know, they said, well, let's make a new story. And Yoda was able to, I don't know, the power of the thunderstorm infested this other man's Luke, I think was his name. Oh, no, Luke was the boy. I don't know, George Luke or something, I don't know. But Yoda was able to get into his mind and say, I want to jump and flip and, and flip around. I don't want to be a puppet anymore. I want to be more. But Nunu said, be careful. You know, that's another thing I say. Be careful what you wish for. Just stay in the the, the broom closet, where, you know, during the 4th of July, where we are now. Because I would say, Nunu, it's, it's hot, hot and dark in here and I'm hungry. And I do like having friends, Nunu. And Nunu would say, you don't need friends, it's the broom closet, and listen to my story about Yoda. And would you believe when I try to tell people this about the Star Wars, they would say, you know, again, they'd say, is this your non-gendered imaginary friend? Or your grandfather, he would say, what? What? And he would say, I'm going out. And I would say, you're like a bad Yoda. But uh, so the, anyway... Be careful what you wish for. That's another thing, you know, I try to remind you of because then the man whose mind 
uh, well, anyway, Yoda had a dream, and it, and it was his last chance. It was a, I guess a man. I don't know. I, it sounds like a Frenchman to me. I don't know. I've never. I've I've always found French people irritating uh, because they seem so happy, and they're like, "Oh, we drink wine and eat, and we're still healthy." And you know, they're, they're too sexual. I don't know. But this man, his name Yoda, had a dream about a DeAndre Jordan who came to him in a dream riding a black panther. And he, Yoda said, uh, he, he, he said, Yoda, climb on my panther. And Yoda said, why? And he said, run, rondo. And Yoda said, was that in French? I don't And I, then I said, uh, no, no, do you speak French? What, what is with it? And Nunu said, stay away from the French. Stay away from everyone. You know, you j- just stay here with me. And it's like you on that Reddit, I tell you it's not safe, and then and now it's being proved true. And I say, just stay off the internet. Why do you have to go on there? Just go on, you know, someplace safe. That's why I always preferred the AOL. It's like a closed, it's not, Nana, that's not, they're just taking advantage of you. Well, Nunu told me all about it, so I don't, I said, that's not for me. And then I see what you look at. You know, I'm in your brain. Okay, Nana, let's keep going. This Yoda stuff's gold. DeAndre Jordan, Black Panther, and Yoda. So, so they 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 went for a ride on the uh, the, the the Panther, and they went across the whole world, and they saw everything in the world on this trip of Yoda's world. And I said, they got way more planets. I don't know, Nunu said, there's way more stuff. And he showed Yoda all the wonders of the world. And uh, it was a wonderful place. And, uh, you know, Yoda said, wow, this is what, why I don't want to be a puppet anymore. And, uh, you know, I want to, you know, I want to get out of being a puppet like this bottom. I says, go out in the world. And I want to thank you for showing me the world, Mr. DeAndre Jordan. DeAndre Jordan, I think, is what they say. They always say baguette. So why can't you just call it a loaf of bread? It's a loaf of bread, for, for God's sake. Baguette. Oh. And then they have this cheese that doesn't even hold together. They say, oh, it's bribery. What I, oh, oh. But so DeAndre Jordan, DeAndre Jordan, he, him and his panther and Yoda, they, they fly through the universe. And then they get back to Yoda's place in Dagobah. And, and you'd say, well, Jesus this is the past. They, they went into the past, I think. And the, DeAndre Jordan said, oh, would you want to see all that, Yoda? Or would you want to be here where you're useful and helpful to people? And you're a puppet, and you know what's around you. And you have your little tiny house, and it's warm. And you have all your familiar smells, and your familiar friends, your, your forest friends. Uh, don't you feel a little skeptic? He said, I'm, a, he said I'm, a, I'm here to represent. This is a dream, Yoda. And I'm a skeptic. And I said, a skeptic? And, and that's when, you know... Nunu said, always be skeptical of everything. Trust no one forever. Promise me that. And I said, well, can I hear the... And and he said, Nunu said, promise me you'll never trust anyone, ever. And I'll tell you the rest of the story. 
And I said, okay, I promise, Nunu. And then Nunu said, say Rohan Rondo. And I said, Rohan Rondo. And and then Nunu said, congratulations, you're a skeptic now. You've passed my test. I said, are you like my Yoda, Nunu? And Nunu laughed, and I said, Nunu, that's the first time you... And then, now I'll tell you a secret, because you know I'm... I'm, I'm, I, if, uh, for, 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 for a brief second, I said, Nuno, are you evil? Because your laugh sounds a bit evil. Are you actually real? And maybe you're not an imaginary friend? And Nuno said, I told you to trust no one, not even yourself. And I said, thank goodness, because that would be, what if you were from a meteorite? And you were some sort of disease. Come here. You made Yoda's father sick. Maybe you made my mother and father sick, and then you're infecting me. But Nunu said, don't worry, I'm here to protect you always, but, you know, in this state. And then Nunu said, don't you want to hear the end of the story? I said, oh, yes, please, Nunu, please. And Nunu said, it'll be immoral that you'll be able to integrate in your life forever, and those are your progeny. And I said, oh, Nunu, you, you know me. So Nunu said that DeAndre Jordan said to Yoda, you know, you can have this nice home. You got a pretty good thing going, Yoda. Maybe at one point in one of the movies, you don't, I don't know. But, uh, you know, you got your thing. You got all your stuff here. You got a good life. Why, why would you want more? And Yoda said, I don't know. It's something in my brain that says, Yoda, you could have more. And you could be more. And and Nunu said, "Can you? Can you?" Nunu said, "When I think about you, my dear, my dear Nana, Nana, Nana." Uh, Nunu said, "This is what fucking keeps me up at night." And Nunu said, "This is what keeps me up at night, like a fucking bright window, worrying about you, my sweet, and how I'm going to keep you safe." DeAndre Jordan said, Yoda, you're about to wake up, but I have to tell you, you have a wonderful place to live. And Yoda, I'm going to tell you, all the places we just went, they weren't real. They were just ones and zeros created in a program of, of someone's imagination, and they're not even in three dimensions, but if you wear glasses, you would see them in three dimensions. And since it was a dream, you didn't have to wear the glasses, but the glasses will give you a headache. But you'll be in those ones and zeros, Yoda. You'll be as you, 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 that's it. You'll be zeros and ones and ones and zeros. You won't be a puppet. You won't be tangible. And you might say, well, well DeAndre Jordan, I, I'm just here in this, uh, this warehouse here for puppets. And he said that DeAndre Jordan climbed off his his, his panther and, and, and did a hand around the room. And, and he, said, he said, Doll would be, he said, Doll would he be a soul who could pass by a sight so touching in its majesty. And he pointed to Yoda's father, Mr. Jim Henson, I, I believe, and I guess he was a big Jim Henson fan because he, he said he, there was a tear in his eye. And he said, you have so much. Don't, don't, don't go anywhere, Yoda. 
And then Yoda woke up, and, and then it was he was with, like, a, he was in some sort of, he said it was, a, it, it, he was ones and zeros. And sure, he was flipping around and everything, but he was just ones that he couldn't enjoy it. It was a big hassle, I guess, being sent around with ones and zeros. So tiring, Nunu told me. And Nunu even said, well, people said, you know, they went from loving, you know, Yoda to saying, eh, you know, pretty, pretty good. But it's the best thing, you know, you know, out of, out of this is Yoda. Pretty, pretty good, I guess. But, Yo, you know, and, and then and, and Yoda was, it was never the same for Yoda. And Nunu said, do you understand the moral of the story, uh, Nana? And I said, well, you, my real name's Anna, you know, so it rhymes with Nana. Oh, God, you're saying your real name. That means I probably, my grip on reality's getting looser. Well, that's why you need to trust me at all times. I'm here for you. Like Nunu was here for me. And, and Nunu said, "What's the, can you tell me the moral of the story then? Why, if I'm telling you this story to teach you, you know, could you tell me the moral of the story? Listen, Nana, I think, you know, remember when I talked about what happened with the flu and what may have, you know, happened with your life? What? What, what are you going to tell me? Well, okay, well, maybe your instinct that Nunu was a germ from another world. It was right. Uh, and that, that evil laugh was right. Well, what are we going to do about it now? Nunu's gone. He went back to his planet. And he said, my work here is done. Uh, you will carry on Nunu's commands from now on. Right, so I'm just saying, can we... Okay, Nana, why don't you just finish out your story? But I said... I was hoping the purpose of this, bringing you on, wasn't for me to seal a pact with you and Nunu, but to help heal you, I guess in a selfish way, heal me. But in some sense, I feel like I've been drawn into a deeper uh, section of this, where now I'm, like, signing something. Well, no, you're just agreeing to the moral, the story of which you'll live your life by. You could pass it on to your future generations because then they'll be safe. Uh, so could you tell me the moral? Well, I think the moral is don't leave the broom closet or for Yoda. Stay a puppet in a box. You, you, are, you had some good times. You, you know, you were in some movies. You lost your, your, your wonderful Jim Henson. Uh, don't Don't leave. You know, if you, if you had a life, then you should do something. That's a pretty good summary. Uh, yeah, just don't, don't, just good enough. You already had something. Why try to get more? So that's why I'm here to, to share with you, and I. that's why I'm always here, on your shoulder, in your brain, trying to keep you from, you know, complicating things and just keep it simple and safe. And that's why, you know, Nunu helped me, and I'm here to help you. That's why I've appeared as of late. Now, would you believe it? You know, I've been in your brain there, and I'm in your heart, of course, because I'm your nana. But just like Nunu came when I needed Nunu, you you need me now. Because you say, geez, things they might get, you know, what, what if things get, get nice? 
you know, just to, you know, your Nana just wants you to say, you know, give up while you're, before everything, you don't want to be, I don't want to see you turn into ones and zeros. I'm your DeAndre Jordan, okay? Quiet, I just, you weren't, you weren't paying attention, but you got on my Black Panther and we flew across the universe, and I so I want you to stop this podcast thing. And I know you think it helps people, and I just want to help you. So that's that's all. I think I'm done. I'm going to sit over here with my arms crossed and my legs crossed. <sighs> okay, thanks, Nana. Um, great, that was a great story. A great story. And I really appreciate it. It was brave of you. I didn't realize you were so creative. And I'd say, you know, I'm learning, you know, I, I said, well, okay, this backfired. I said, I thought I'd, he- I thought I would help you, Nana. And seems like you doubled, doubled, quadrupled down. You said, well, let me bring it. Let me drop a metaphor on Scooter's head, little Andy's head. But I got to keep going, Nana. I can't. I, I got to. I said, Jesus, let me climb on in front of DeAndre Jordan and you and say, let's take this uh, space panther we have here. Let's go get Yoda and say, well, I think so. Yoda's still got a third act coming. One, Nana. That's point one. Maybe. I don't know. I'm spoiler free, but. I said, geez, did you, you, I think Yoda was in the end of that movie. Oh, wait, maybe. I said, well, I don't. I can't remember Jedi right now. But I say, wherever Yoda is, Yoda was just a, a Yoda was both things. I don't know, Nana. I, you know what? You're love. Thank you so much for trying to help me. I know you're doing your best. You've been through a lot. And, you know, you're you're just, uh, I'm just a human being. And I I think I will keep doing the podcast, though. And I'll keep trying. And I say, one day, Nana, maybe I could say to Nunu and you, maybe I could keep you guys safe. Or at least show you it's, I say, geez, even though it's scary and it's traumatic, it, that, geez, maybe we could keep, maybe, no, say, geez, maybe, and I'll be in front. So I'll take the danger on for you. And say, see, I'm okay, or I'm mostly okay, right? They call it resilience nowadays. And say, maybe, you know, I'll be in the front. We got DeAndre Jordan, and if it's anything like DeAndre Jordan, you know, that's a good backup to have. We got a Space Panther. Maybe we should go get Nunu, but I say, well, let's let's take a caring. Let's try to take care of you and Nunu one day. But I love you, Nana. I think you know you you do you're doing your best to protect me, and I appreciate that. And you were through a lot, and then you're still echoing through time and space, just like Nunu was echoing through time and space, and all this stuff kind of does in some weird way. And it keeps us up at night, Nan. I know probably you worrying about me, Nunu worrying about you. But I say, what if we knew we were going to have a wonderful dream like Yoda did? 
and it was only a dream. And then we could get up the next day and go on with things. Or it's an experiment, Nana. I don't know. But what else I can say is, you know, I, I accept you. Uh, well, maybe, no, that's not a good idea either, Nana, because you're saying, well, geez, I'm talking to my own brain now in front of an audience of people. And I'd say, well, geez, I watched Mr. Robot last night. First, uh, some of his uh, first episode, really cool, awesome, super awesome. Maybe, uh, hopefully, I can watch the second episode tonight. And he, it works out pretty good for him. Fiction, I mean, that's all fiction. But I said someone wrote that, so I mean, I don't know. I mean, maybe, maybe you're my Mr. Robot, Nana, and Nunu is your Mr. Robot. Yoda, I'm not sure how Yoda fits in there yet, but I'm glad, uh, I'm glad you're here, and I hope you fell asleep too, Nana. <laughs>